Time for another episode of Otis Morris Hates Himself. Hello, hello, we're live, live from the toilet, live from the toilet, why live from the toilet, well, I fucked my back up, took a shit, and I'm stuck here now, stuck here now, I'm just living out of my washroom, Uh, yeah, just been getting Uber Eats directly to my washroom, Um, it's been good. You know, delivery drivers seem to understand it. They're like, I get it, man. You're in a lot of pain. Sure, I'll bring your Big Mac directly to you in the washroom. If this is how you got to live your life, this is how you got to live your life. What I haven't been able to get is painkillers. So, any listeners out there, you know your mom has some Percocets somewhere in the house. And I need you to find those Percocets, and I need you to bring them here, okay? If you're an Uber driver, like an Uber Eats driver, and you got a mom with Percocets, hit me up, and I'll order something, and you'll bring it to me. Also, get a box of wine. I know your mom has a box of wine somewhere. Of course she does. You know? Maybe not. A lot of Uber Eats drivers... Not, not a lot of white people. I'm looking for white people with white moms that have Percocets and a box of wine. You know? Because that's, that's the demographic that, you know, specifically does Percocets and wine. And might tragically not wake up the next morning. But if they do, if they do, you know, they're going to be mad about something. They're going to either call Rogers or Bell and yell at somebody over the phone. You know? Sure, they're fully capable of doing all their billing and stuff online through the internet without any actual human connection, but they rely on that human connection of yelling at people. That's what they do, you know? Got late fees. Got late fees on your bill. You know, she she could have paid that bill, but, you know, Brenda Brenda just wanted to yell at somebody she just needed to that's her lifeblood right there is yelling at unsuspecting people that work for businesses that really don't care if you're happy or not they really don't care but they'll they'll take a beating we'll take a beating and what will you get out of it you might get a free month of hbo but that's about it that's about it you know but I need painkillers very badly. I have sciatica. I went to the hospital because my back was fucked. And I haven't been to a hospital in a long time. Not since not since I broke my arm. But I did that in the middle of nowhere. Let me tell you this. Hospitals in small towns, amazing. You know, because I went there. All there was was like a person 
you know, getting checked for HPV and a kid that, you know, also fell off his skateboard, but he managed to grind half his face off of concrete. So he was looking in pretty bad condition. Me, I broke my arm. I've been drunk for the last 48 hours. I'm okay. I was at a cottage with a broken arm. A lot of weed, a lot of beer. That's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. But waiting rooms, they're a different game now, especially when you're in a city. You know, you have to play my favorite game inside of a waiting room is where is the scent of piss coming from? Where is the smell of piss coming from? Is it, is it the baby crying in the corner? Her parents can't get her to stop crying. Why is she crying? Who knows? No one in a hospital cares. Sit there for six hours with crying baby. See if we give a shit. We don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. Okay? We're not here to help people. We're here to watch the fucking limit of people's patience. That's what we're here for. We're here to see who will snap inside of this waiting room first. We've got cops here. We got security here. Let's see who's willing to snap. I got five bucks on the guy that's faking the arm injury. How about that? You know, says he has a broken wrist. Can't seem to keep his story together of which one it is. But my money is on him. He's going to snap first and he's just going to start punching people with his very clearly not broken wrist. But he wants those painkillers. And I get it. I get it. I want the painkillers too, buddy. But you know what? You got to be subtle. You got to be subtle, you know. You got to be good. You got to gotta be like me. You got to have a sore back and real, really act it out when you sit down. You know, give a big, fuck. You know, when you're sitting, yeah. You got to make that sound. Got to let people know that you're not doing well, but you're doing well enough. That, you know, you probably do need some drugs and you're a responsible person. You know, you got to be quiet, respectful. Do the occasional look at another person in the waiting room. Just kind of roll your eyes like, Ugh, three hours. Oh, geez. It's going to be a long one, ain't it? So is it the baby? Is it the guy faking the injury? Is it the homeless person in the corner who is probably just looking for a warm place to stay? Do I blame them? No. No. The fact you're not wearing shoes is kind of disgusting. You do have a pair of shoes. Please leave them on. That's another weird thing. People in waiting rooms, they take off their shoes. We get it. We get it. Your son's sick. You know, but you taking off your shoes while you read chicken soup for the grandmother's soul isn't going to help. You're not even a grandmother yet. You've just run out of books that apply to you to read, and now you're just preparing for the inevitable future of being a miserable grandmother. Where's the piss coming from? We don't know. We don't know. In this case, I did think it was the homeless lady with incredibly swollen feet. It's because if she's homeless, diabetes, the options are endless. I don't know. But that's where my bet was for who... Who, who, who left the piss scent? You know, who left the trail of piss? What else? Drunk college kids. Always good times in a waiting room. See a drunk guy come in. Him and his two buddies. He is spaced out. 
He has no soul in his body. He is ready to die. He's accepted death. He's accepted his fate. But his friends decided to take him to a fucking hospital. Should have just left, left him at home. You know, just let him puke it out. You know, just give him a punch to the gut and just shove, just get all that puke right out of him. You know, you didn't need to bring him to a hospital. You really didn't. You really didn't. Why? You know, no one, no one needs to see somebody throwing up in a waiting room. That was funny, however, is that these two guys, two college kids are like going up to a nurse and they're like, hey man, we, our friend's like, he's in bad condition. She comes up, she just walks up to him. He's like, he's breathing. He's breathing. I hope the fuck he's breathing. I hope everyone in this waiting room's breathing or else you're about to get fucked. Yeah, he's breathing. And then literally less than 10 seconds after she walks away, the guy just goes, and it doesn't stop. For the next 10 minutes, he is, he's just making some of the world's grossest noises. Like when people keep continuing puking, even after there's nothing left, they've puked everything out. Well, that's, that's what happened. It's just dry heaving. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. But it's hilarious seeing people disperse. It uh, brings me joy, you know? Makes me feel something in my heart that I never got to feel before. And that is the enjoyment of people being frightened by vomit. And then that overtook the mystery of where is the piss coming from? It's, it, it, it diverted everyone's attention to stay away from that guy. He's puking everywhere. He's puking everywhere. Just because he's drunk. I don't know. Maybe he did Molly for the first time. I don't know. I don't know what happened. You know? He looked dead. He looked lifeless. But he was puking, so I guess it's okay. He was fine. He was fine. And then they, they get you this uh, cardboard... I don't know. Cardboard bowl. It's like if you made a bowl out of... Uh, you know, those things, cups come in. Like, when you get, like, three drinks from, like, a Starbucks, they put it in a tray thing. Looks like it was made of that. And he's just puking in all of them. He's just filling them up, passing them along, you know? If there was, like, a, a village of people that were deprived of anything to drink, I feel like he might have contributed enough of backwashed acidic alcohol for them to enjoy Ugh. but yeah god fucked up my back and I didn't get any Percocets didn't get any painkillers spent 8 hours at a hospital for nothing for a guy to go your sciatic nerve is being pinched that sucks I don't know, lay down, put heat on it. Try not to lay down too long, though, because then it'll get stiff. But you got to lay down, but you also got to stretch it. It's like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to stretch or do you want me to lay down? Pick one. Or just give me drugs, and then I can go about my day. I can go to work. You know, I do have, you know, I do have a 9-to-5 job that, you know, I got to do. Got to make money. Got bills to pay. Got things to do. But you're not going to allow me to do that? 
just give me just give me the pills, man. Just come on. Let me let me live my life. Cause she's telling me to sleep and then stretch. I'll probably just do the sleep. And honestly, that just makes backs feel worse. If you just have a sore back and just keep laying down and laying down. It sucks. <coughs> uh it's terrible. It's not fun. It's not fun at all having a sore back, bad back, having a nerve being pinched down in your asshole that shoots pain down your leg. You know? This is the origin story of every parent who eventually lost their job and, you know, is unable to support their two kids anymore. It's because they got addicted to painkillers for their back pain. Well, I'm, li- I'm looking to start that story of my life, you know? 26, I'm young, don't even got kids yet, get it out of the way. Be a degenerate pill addict, how about that? You know, addicted to painkillers. Why not? Why not? Most of my friends have done it. It's my time. It's my time. You know? I used to, I used to dabble with Oxycontin. Why not? Why not do it again? Why not? You know? But here I am, stuck on a toilet because I'm physically unable to wipe my ass. What a day, you know? Waking up in the morning, and that's what happens, is I'm trying to get ready for work, and I go take a shit, and then I can't physically, I physically cannot reach my hand around to wipe my ass. That's how bad it is. It's getting better now. That was Friday. It's Monday now. It's Monday, October 6th. October 7th, sorry. Yesterday was the 6th. Whatever. Been late. You know? Sorry. I haven't done an episode in, what, two weeks? Well, the last one was really good. The last one had a really good story to it. Didn't know if I'd be able to follow up on that story, but look, here I am. Here I am. I had to take a break. I was busy. I have a life. Got shit to do. Don't have time to sit down and just talk to myself for an hour. But I found the time today because I haven't been going to work because I can't. I can barely move. It sucks. It's terrible. Wouldn't wish it upon anybody. I'd wish it upon a few people. There's a couple people that I wish would just be confined to their bed for the rest of their life, but that's fine. We're not going to go into that. We're not going to go into that. Look. Late fees don't matter anymore. Late fees don't matter. Okay? You can be late to whatever the fuck you want now. You know, no no one this day and age gives a shit. No one fucking cares. You know, this ain't blockbuster video anymore. There's no late fees on Netflix, you know? You know, you can just go on YouTube, click watch later, you know? Doesn't matter. You know, everybody even if you, you know, everybody wants everything so immediate, they just want to see it on their list of things. They just just want to be like that exists, and as long as it's exist- existing and av- available, it doesn't matter. As long as it's there, it's okay. Will people ever actually watch it? Probably not. Will people ever actually listen to this? Probably not. But some might tune in and just be like, this exists. This is fun. This is good. Good times. 
So, I wanted to do an episode with a guest to promote a sh- upcoming show, but missed that opportunity. So, it's just me. However, I wanted to promote the show I had yesterday at Jokes at Jane's, a comedy show in Waterloo at Jane Bond, which is an interesting place. Um, hosted by Ben McKay. I was going to try and have Ben on. I'll probably have Ben on at some point. I want to start doing some guests. I feel like that'd be better instead of me just rambling about things. Maybe have somebody else's perspective. Will you like their perspective? Probably not. Mine's all that matters. You know, I'm a self-appointed asshole. You know, self-centered asshole. Self-appointed, self-centered asshole. Forget what the word that is for that. Narcissist? That's it. That's the word. That's the word I'm looking for. Narcissist. Good job. Thinking of words now. So I did the show at Jokes at Jane's last night. Good show. Good show. People did well. Uh, The crowd? Weird crowd. Young crowd. Hipster crowd. Very hip crowd. One of the crowds where you're like, I'm scared to use pronouns. I don't know if you're a he, she, they, whatever. You know? So I just didn't talk to anybody. I didn't know. I didn't know. It was a hip crowd. I had an opening line. I was like, it's glad to, I'm happy to be at a Twin Peaks convention. Let's find out who killed Laura Palmer. And they loved it because they had the self-awareness that they all looked like Twin Peaks characters. You all looked like the log lady. You're all wearing denim that's too big for you. And then like a green or khaki shirt. Everybody was the same. Big glasses, weird haircuts, looked like the crowd at a New Order concert. Didn't look like a comedy crowd, looked like a crowd for a New Order concert, you know? Type people would be like, you know, I'm here for New Order, but I honestly would have really preferred Joy Division. Would have really preferred Joy Division, but you know, that guy went and killed himself, so don't got Joy Division anymore, you know? This, they're a type of crowd that looks like they know more songs by Devo than just Whippin', which nobody knows. Nobody knows more than three songs by Devo. Let's be serious. It was a real Twin Peaks crowd. You know, everybody looked like they wanted to be living in the Pacific Northwest and just hanging out in coffee shops, going on misadventures with their friends getting involved with drug lords and some sort of satanic ministry of some kind. You know, weird weird crowd, weird crowd. They're good. They're good. They're with me for about half the set. Until I mentioned the shooting that happened. Here's the thing. I went into the joke that I have It's not even about shootings. It's not. It's about food festivals, which you can go back and listen to the food festival episode. And it was about that garlic fest thing. And I just preface it being like, I heard about this in the news because a shooting did happen there. 
Now, no other part of the joke involves the shooting. It's just me talking about how absurd it is that there's a food festival dedicated to garlic and how gross garlic is. But the unfortunate truth is that I found out about Garlic Fest because there was a shooting there. That's a fact. Now, when I said a shooting happened there, people fucking died on the inside. They were staring at me in pure silence, thinking I was going to say some sort of monstrous shit, some vile, evil shit about shootings. Look, I don't say crazy shit. I don't think I say stuff that's too wild, you know? I just, I say the dumbest possible thing, which is, yeah, Garlic Fest sounds like a place for a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan club get-together and other people that are also anti-vampire, you know? Easy joke. Then I go into how bad the breath would be there. See, I don't say... The breath's so bad there, I can't imagine why somebody shot it up. Like, right? Right? You hear what I'm saying? Ha, ha. The breath's so bad, he wouldn't shot them. Ha. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they have bad breath. That's probably a bad breath place. I've been to a lot of festivals with a lot of bad breath. Somehow, that one's probably worse. But they didn't like that. They didn't like that at all. I got them back, though. I got that crowd back, you know? Just had to move on to a different food festival that hasn't had a shooting happen at it yet. You know? I'm sure there will be another food festival that gets shot up. Of course there will be. Of course there will be. You know? See, which is funny, because I actually have real jokes about shootings. Like, jokes about how people named Khaleesi are going to end up being school shooters because they're named after a tyrannical dragon witch lady. You know, and that's that's what happens to, you know, those type of people. Especially after they're ridiculed for years and years and years because their parents, you know are fucking uncreative and, you know, had to take their name for the child from a TV show. Fucking idiots. Fucking idiots. So, yeah, that crowd was weird. That was a weird crowd. Fun show. Fun show. Would do the the exact same that I did it. You know, fun times. Uh, What else? Did a show at... Levity Lounge down in Hamilton. Good show. It's the amateur night. Amateurs. And a bunch of the Edmonton Eskimos were in the crowd of the CFL team. You know, the fake football team. Because CFL sucks. Let's be serious. Why does the CFL exist? There's no need for it. It, Nobody cares. No one cares. Canada doesn't even care. No, no one watches it. It's fucking awful. And 
half the team was in the crowd because one of the Edmonton Eskimos, you know, he dabbles in stand-up. He dabbles in stand-up. What is he got? He's got, he's got a bunch of jokes about playing football, you know? Because he, you know, fuck it, you know? Why why just be happy with the uh, $80,000 you make playing fake football, bullshit football, you know? You can also, you know, dabble in stand-up comedy open mics. Why not? Why not? Jesus Christ. All his jokes are about football and Jesus. It's like, what kind of redneck fucking hick are you, motherfucker? Jesus Christ. Go back to the farm. You know? We get it. You threw football if you're through footballs back and forth with your dad all your childhood. Guess what? None of us had any connection with our fathers, and that's why we're here. What's your problem? You know, you're on television fucking twelve times a year, okay? Fuck off. This is our time to be sad, desperate people alone in a dark room. You know? Especially if when all your giant six foot four black friends aren't gonna, you know, really get along, get on with anybody, you know? They're not gonna really get into anybody's bits. You know, just leave them just leave them at the hotel room, okay? We get it. You're here early. You need to kill two days before the big game against the Hamilton Tie Cats. Well guess what, Edmonton Eskimos? Fucking get out of here. Leave. Don't want you. (coughs) Yeah, he was fine. He was fine. Yeah. Wasn't, eh, whatever. Had an okay set there. That was fine. That was fine. You know, working out some new material. Getting things figured out better. You know. Was complimented after the show. By a comic that I like. That's all that matters. Is somebody coming up to you and being like, I don't know why you're funny, but there's something about you that's funny. Or something along the lines of that. Almost being like, you're not funny, but there's something funny. It's like, this is cool. That's the compliment I want. I like that. I like that. Give me more of that shit. Hell yeah. Shows are fun. Shows have been fun. Doing... Yeah, comedy shows are fun. Why not? Stand-up comedy's great. It's great. Stand-up comedy's thriving. It's thriving. You know? Louis C.K.'s coming back. Louis C.K. came back to Toronto. You know, did five sold-out shows at Yuck Yucks. Brought the yucks. It upset a lot of people. A lot of people in Toronto like, How dare Yuck Yucks give stage time? To Louis C.K. Well, yeah, he sold out five nights in a row. When's the last time you sold out five nights in a row? Never. You've never sold out five nights in a row. You've never sold out a single show just based on your name alone. You don't have fans, you know? People just happen to see you at shows. Much like myself. No one goes to a show to see me. They just go to see comedy, They just go to see the word comedy. And they have their own preconceived notion of what comedy should be. And if you're not what they like, then fuck you. You suck. So don't don't even dare to preface a joke with the fact that you learned about this event because of a shooting. Sure, it's a fact. 
but God, don't, don't mention it. Don't mention anything terrible that's ever happened, ever, even if it's factual and you're not even poking fun at it. Whatever. But Louis C.K. comes back, sells out five shows. People are mad. People are, like, angry about it. And then a lot of people are like, yeah, cool. He deserves that. He's a great comic. You know, he's not a criminal like you're making him out to be. He did some weird, perverted shit. That, that's it. He did some weird, perverted shit. Oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, well. And then, people, then it's also the club put like a heavy, strict no phones, no recording, no, no even note taking even, you know, because Louie, he's trying to get a new hour together and people keep leaking his fucking sets. And that sucks because now he has a half, half baked jokes that people get mad about. And then he's like, well, I can't do this anymore because... I was working towards something. They got the half-ass version of it, and now they think I'm a half-ass comedian. And it's like, eh, whatever, whatever. It's crazy how people are just like, Louis C.K. isn't funny. Really? That is objectively wrong. He has the catalog that says otherwise he has ticket sales that says otherwise he has awards that say otherwise he has multiple hit tv shows that say otherwise okay you want to just be like he's a perv i don't support them great fantastic fantastic don't go to his shows that's great you know sure you can even be like hey don't go to the shows guy's kind of a dick whatever but the outright be like louis ck isn't funny that's just a lie and you know it look bill cosby is a big old piece of shit big ass piece of shit perhaps the biggest piece of shit ever in comedy now you can't be like Bill Cosby wasn't funny, was never significant, and didn't do anything for comedy. That's a fucking lie. That is a lie, and you are dumb for saying that. Look, I don't like Bill Cosby. I never liked him. I never gave a shit about him. I hate his voice. I didn't like his fucking stories and shit. Look, I heard Eddie Murphy before I heard Bill Cosby. And if you hear the Eddie Murphy bit about Bill Cosby calling him and being a giant cunt, then that really turns you off to Bill Cosby. However, my mom did buy me a copy of Bill Cosby himself when I was younger, and I did watch it. But to say somebody like him, after all the terrible shit he's done, just be like, he wasn't funny... That's just a lie, and you know it, okay? It's just a lie. So Louis C.K. can sell out five shows after jerking off in front of people, and I can do a sold-out show in front of uh, 50 people that have Twin Peaks fan theories of what actually happened in the finale of Twin Peaks The Return. You know, they have 
multiple emails lined up to send David Lynch about what happened, what really happened, you know, what happened to Cooper, you know, is Audrey Horn, is she dead alive, Cooper dead or alive, who knows, who knows, does it matter, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, fucking Louis C.K., What else happened in the past couple weeks? Went to a wedding. Weddings are fun. I like weddings. They're great. Seems like every time a wedding comes around, I end up getting laid. So that's fun. You know? That's great for my self-esteem. Seeing people get married and then I just have insignificant sex with somebody the next day or the night of. It's great. It's great. No, my friend got married, and it's pretty interesting because it was a diverse blend of people, very diverse. There was some Scottish, because my buddy, he is Scottish and Portuguese, and his now wife is Chinese. So an eclectic mix of Portuguese, Scottish, and Chinese. That's weird, right? I know, but it's pretty sick. So during the wedding, during the... uh, not the church shit, that shit doesn't matter, except for the fact that the priest was, like, gonna slap, like, the altar boy, who is also, like, a six-year-old man, so the altar man, I don't know how that happens, where you get, like, sucked into the church that much, where you're still, like, a low-level fucking useless bag of shit, but you're, like, 60 years old, I don't know how that happens, that would be embarrassing, but the priest was ready to slap this guy, because he wasn't turning the pages properly, you know, that's gotta suck, you know, being insulted in front of a church full of people because you don't know how to turn a fucking page, that's got to suck for your ego. That's got to suck for any little bit of confidence you have left in you. That's just, ah, I feel sorry for you. That sucks. Oh, man. Anyways, that was funny. That was funny. Uh, So whatever that part, oh, shit. Whatever that part's called, whatever. Who gives a shit? Church part, that sucked. Uh, The reception... Is that what they call it? When you then go to the party and eat dinner and whatnot? That part? That's the fun part. That's the part everyone likes. Open bar? Hell yeah. A lot of speeches from people? Nah, are they all good? Not really. Some of them are. This one, surprisingly good speeches. Surprisingly good speeches. It was hosted by the Friends. Surprisingly good hosts. Surprisingly good hosts. You know? One thing I didn't like is... Me being a part of the groomsmen, they, like, introduce me, and then they're like, oh, he's a chameleon, yeah. It's like, oh, God. And people throughout the whole night are like, oh, so you're a comedian, right? Like, isn't it fun? It's like, no, it's terrible. It's terrible. I get paid in bottles of Molson Canadian, okay? Everyone I know has a Coke habit. It's terrible. Look. I'll tell you a joke, but first you got to give me at least three Percocets, okay? So, if you're not willing to pay up, then fuck off, okay? I'm not telling you fucking jokes. You know, I'm not your clown for hire. Leave me the fuck alone. So, 
The wedding's great. Reception's great. Everything about it is great. The, probably the best wedding I've ever been to. I haven't been to a lot, but I've been to a, a, a few. And most are boring as shit. This one was fun all the way through. Start to finish, fun times, some lulls in there. But you know what? Overall, good time. Good time. Best thing about it? Dragon dancing. Holy shit. Now, I, dragon dancing is fantastic. It's when two or more people put a giant dragon over their head and then dance around and do all sight, all types of crazy shit. And by crazy shit, I just mean they control the dragon's face and they just dance around and just get uncomfortably close to people. But it's very entertaining. The most entertaining part about it is the dude in the back playing some drum and he's just doing some wild beats, okay? He's like Travis Barker back there. He's insane. He's doing all types of wild shit. It's like the drummer from Tool. It's like he's doing a beat in five eighths right now. I don't even know how he's doing that. That's crazy. Okay, he's doing 15 sixteenths. You know, he's doing all types of crazy time signature shit. You know, and then there's a lady there just with two, two crash cymbals, just smacking them together like the monkey she is. You know, like the toy monkey. Okay, that's not a racist thing. It's, it's a toy reference. And they're also all white people, except for the drummer man. The drum guy, Chinese guy. Everyone else involved, white. The guys, Dance Dance the Dragon, they're about five feet tall. Very interesting. There's also only two of them. So you can see their faces a lot, but, you know, you can tell that's like, this works better with more people. You know, the bigger the dragon, the more covered up people are. It's a good time. And they're dancing. They're dancing. The, uh, the groom and the bride, they fed, they fed the dragon a head of lettuce. That was interesting. It was like a Studio Ghibli movie just playing out right in front of you. It's like, ah. Oh. Spirit Away, live action, the musical. Live on ice. Great. Fantastic. I love it. Love it. Like, I've never seen anything like that in real life. Never seen a Chinese dragon dance, lion dance, whatever the fuck they call it. It's like a dragon lion thing. It's weird. It's weird. It's a mythical beast. And that was entertaining. I wish I was far more stoned than I was when I saw it, you know? If I was really high, I would have been fucking losing my mind. But no, I was moderately drunk. A couple beers, half a bottle of wine in to me. Pretty good. Feeling good. Moving good. You know, seeing things, receiving them. You know, it's good times. Good times. Yeah. Uh, wedding was fun. Wedding was fun. Good times. Good times. I... It's nothing too funny about it other than, you know, watching a dragon dance and you can very easily see the person's face beneath it. It's just like, I'm not supposed to see your face, but uh, you're trying and that's all that matters. Uh, I don't know. I like wearing suits. Wearing a suit is nice. I feel like a mob boss of some kind. I feel like I'm a low level hitman, basically, you know? I'm like Chris Moltisanti at the beginning of The Sopranos, you know, kind of a loose cannon, don't really know what the fuck I'm doing, but, you know, with the proper care and proper guidance, I might become something, you know, up until I inevitably die because of my heroin addiction. It's okay. It's okay. You know, I'll flip a car. I'll let Tony kill me. It's okay. 
It's okay. If you don't know, that's what happens to Chris at the end of the fucking Sopranos, okay? If you're too fucking worried about Chrissy fucking dying, then you might want to catch up on the last fucking, you know, couple seasons of the Sopranos. You know, it's been out for fucking 15 years. Get it together now, okay? Uh, speaking of Sopranos, every time I hear Don't Stop Believing in a bar or a restaurant, I feel like somebody's about to be murdered. That's just an observation. That's how I really feel. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, every time I hear that song, I feel like a family of four is about to be just fucking shot to death. I don't know. Is that what actually happens at the end of the Sopranos? Who knows? Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. People might be shot. People might be dying. We don't know. We don't know. <sighs> Saw Joker. Fucking Joker. Jesus. That was a movie. Joker is basically just taxi driver for comic book nerds. It's taxi driver for people that will never go back and watch the filmography of Martin Scorsese. It's very... The blatant... Like, the movie is half plagiarized from Martin Scorsese. Like, Martin Scorsese should sue somebody over this movie. Because it literally just took his fantastic films and dumbed them down for sad idiots that play Fortnite and get all of their news from a single Reddit feed. It it really is just for the worst people. Um, it was a good movie. I liked it. Joaquin Phoenix is fantastic in it. It's a beautifully shot movie. You know, has a well-constructed plot. Could have probably lost about 20 minutes of the film. There's a lot of slow build for no reason. You know, just a lot of unnecessary eeriness. But, you know, like, I don't know why people care so much. Like, the news is talking more about shootings that are going to be inspired by this. And it's like, well, there hasn't been one. So why are you talking about this movie inspiring shootings? It hasn't happened. Okay. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, the same way Grand Theft Auto doesn't inspire shootings. It's fiction. People get that. They understand that. You know, and people keep referencing the Aurora shooting in the movie theater during the dark night. They're like, well, that guy dressed up like the Joker and he shot people. It's like, no, he had red hair. He was just a fucking idiot, okay? He was just a fucking madman. Had nothing to do with Joker. It's like he dressed like a clown. No, he didn't. He just happens to look like a clown because he's a fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. Jesus. It's a movie, guys. It's a movie. People aren't going to start going into the streets. And that's the thing. It's like this will inspire mentally ill people. It's like, no, the point of the movie is like. Shit is getting so fucked up that people are just looking for, like, anything to sort of, like, buy into. And in this movie, it wasn't just go out and shoot people. It was, no, go out and kill rich people. That's the point of the movie. Go out and murder the rich. Which is basically what every millennial and Gen X, Y, whatever the fuck 
these people are in their 20s and shit, whatever the fuck you are, that's basically all you post about all day anyways. You got your memes being like, look at the boomers, they ruined our lives, you know? Fuck. They're so rich, they ruined the economy for us, they ruined the environment for us, you know? They ruined education for us, because now education doesn't even get us anything. You know? That's what the movie's about. The movie's about the very anger that you have. It's murder the rich. Murder the rich. You remember the fucking, the one percenter or whatever the fuck, you know, those protests were against the Wall Street guys? Those are the type of people that this movie's about. It's those people just, you know, there's just civil unrest and they're just happy, unhappy with the economic turmoil. There's garbage in the streets. Garbage hasn't been picked up in seven months, you know? A rat just moved into my apartment. A rat's my new roommate. Somehow he's more financially stable than me, you know? He just goes garbage picking and then sells it on Etsy as, you know, he <laughs> he gets old television cords and he sells them as bracelets on Etsy and he sells them for 30 bucks a pop. And, he, you know, he's making a killing. So he's basically paying my rent now and he's a rat. He's a rat. You know, I call him Ratatouille. I think that might be a derogatory term against rats now. He hasn't said anything about it, but he might be upset. You know? The movie Joker says, kill the rich. That's what it's about. It's about murdering billionaires. You know? If anything, Joker should inspire people to go out and murder the Clintons. That's what would happen. You know? If somebody actually understood what the movie was about they would go out and they would track down bill and hillary and they'd have them murdered in cold blood and then they would release the documents of all the kids they fucked but no no people are going to be like this is just going to inspire mass shootings of just more school shootings like no that's that's not what it's about though that's not what it's about you're all wrong you're all wrong also it's a mentally unstable clown who has fantasies. Half the movie is told, don't know if you realized it, half the movie didn't happen. Half the shit in the movie that you see, you're supposed to realize that none of it actually happened. Did he actually murder a guy on television? I don't know. Because you know what he didn't do? He didn't go on a date with that black girl that he was infatuated with. Because he showed up at her apartment and she was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Get the fuck out. And then the movie blatantly spells it out for you that none of that happened. None of that happened. It's a psychological thriller. It's about the mind of a madman. You're not supposed to sympathize with him. And if you do, you're a fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. You know, do movies have to be that simple for you where it spells it out like that? It's like, this is the bad guy. This is the good guy. Okay. You don't, you, you, if you gotta, you gotta understand it. Okay. There's no metal ground. Okay. It's the bad guy and the good guy. Cheer for the bad guy. If you cheer for the bad guy, you're done. You're done. You're evil. You got to cheer for the good guy. Look, I'm messing it up. Whatever. Who cares? If it has to be spelled out for you of who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, if it has to be that black and white, you're fucking dumb. 
<coughs> you're fucking dumb, okay? And you gotta stick maybe just watching your fucking superhero movies where it's like, yeah, Spider-Man, he's a good guy. He's a good guy I can trust. This Mysterio guy might be a bad guy. Might be a bad guy, but I know I can trust Spider-Man, but I don't know about that other guy, okay? And then in the end, you're like, see, see, I knew something was fishy with that guy. Knew he was a bad guy. Knew he was going to be bad. Look, look, he's a bad guy. It's like, yeah, of course he's a bad guy, you fucking idiot. What? It's a superhero movie. Of course there's going to be a villain. That's all you need for a superhero movie. There needs to be a bad guy who does bad guy shit, and then a good guy that stops the bad guy. It's that simple. Okay? Jesus Christ. Like, even James Bond. Like, we get it. Daniel Craig comes in looking all sexy-like driving his fucking Audi, you know? Or whatever the fuck he drives now. Mercedes, whatever cars paying money, billions of dollars to be in a fucking James Bond movie. Whatever company that is, he's driving their car. And guess what? He's going he's gonna to kill the guy that's trying to rule the world somehow through some diabolical scheme. You know? Might be he has nukes inside of a mountain. Sure. That's the plot of Austin Powers. Doesn't matter. I don't get it. It's a fucking movie. Fucking Joker. It's a... It's not... Like, you're not supposed to sympathize with him. You're not supposed to be like, Oh, he was really beat down. And then he murdered a bunch of people. And then he murdered his mom. And then he murdered a guy on TV. He murdered one of his friends. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's just murdering everybody. And people are like, it's so violent. And he only kills like six people. There's six people that die. That's it. Maybe more. I don't know. But it's a fucking movie. And if you can't differentiate fiction from real life, then you really don't deserve life at all. You don't deserve anything. You deserve to be isolated from anybody. And until you can actually go outside and have a functioning civil conversation with somebody without being like ha I'm bursting out into spontaneous laughter like a fucking psychopath then you know stay inside eat hot pockets I don't give a shit no one no one cares you know but it's a good movie it's actually a good movie and Joaquin Phoenix is great in it, and it's written well, but it is just Taxi Driver. That's all it is. It's just Taxi Driver and King of Comedy put together. It's just those two movies put together, set in the universe of comic books, but barely, but barely, okay? Like, watch Travis fucking Taxi Driver. You're not supposed to sympathize with Travis Bickle, Okay. You're supposed to be like, this is a mentally deranged person, okay? This is a guy that thinks a first date, taking a girl to a porn movie theater to see porn is a good idea of a first date, you know? He was kicked out of the fucking military, and now he's taking girls to porn theaters 
because he legitimately thinks that's a good first date. Now, taxi driver did actually inspire a shooting. But, you know who did that was just a guy. The one asshole out of millions who saw that movie and was like, I like this guy. This guy gets it. This guy gets me. He understands me. He knows. He knows that society. We live in a society that doesn't care about the mentally ill. Which is basically like a quote from Joker or some shit. It's basically, I lifted that right from the script. And... That guy, what did he do? He was, like, obsessed with Jodie Foster, and then he tried to kill... Who'd he shoot? Was it Reagan? Who the fuck did that guy shoot? Let's figure this out. Let me let me look this up for a second. Taxi driver inspired shooting. Taxi driver inspired shooting. Come on, Google. Fuck it. Work. Yeah, the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Who cares, though? Became obsessed with the 1976 film Taxi Driver. Look, I was obsessed with Taxi Driver 2. That's because I went to film school. And let's be serious. The over-the-head shot of the crime scene at the end of the movie is pretty fucking amazing. It's a really good movie. Jesus Christ. Fucking phone. Oh, jeez. Uh, you know, it's a fantastically shot film. You know? Marnsky says he's a master filmmaker. I don't think anyone's going to do anything based on the Joker. I think most people are bright enough. And anybody that really has a problem is like, this movie is awful. This movie is terrible. Why would anybody see this? It's so violent. Ugh. It's like, oh, okay, but you're totally fine with fucking the Avengers murdering how many people accidentally? Like, do you not consider that? Do you not consider what happens in every superhero movie? The amount of deaths? That are showing off screen. Like if you've watched a superhero movie. You know every time a building. Is randomly destroyed. In a superhero movie. That means at least a hundred people just died. Really? Do you know that? Do you realize that? You know. Like Jesus Christ. Like soon you're not going to be able to make a movie. About fucking anything man. If people are that upset about a fucking psychopath, psychopath that dresses up in clown makeup, which is funny considering that it, you know, before Joker came out, it was the big movie. It too, you know, the clown that eats kids in the sewer. That's fine. Praise on children. That's okay because that's, that's pure fantasy. He's, he's an apparition of sorts, you know, he's a, he's a, Entity from out of this world, you know? He's not real. But somehow, a psychopath that dresses like a clown, that's real. It's like, do you not see how any fucking 
mentally unstable idiot could be inspired by any fucking movie ever. Like, Jesus Christ, you know how many psychopaths probably saw Silence of the Lambs? We're like, I could be a serial killer. I could definitely do that. Hell yeah. I could easily fucking... Yeah, I could I could fucking just take fat girls and starve them and then, you know, cut them up and put their heads on the lampshades and stuff. I could do that. I could wear their I can wear their skin. Why not? Why not? Lots of people have probably thought that. Like Jesus Christ. They're movies, folks. They're movies. They're movies. Look, if it was just an all-around bad movie, I'd be like, sure, yeah, fuck this movie. But it's actually a well-shot movie, well-acted, has a very distinct tone that, you know, you're supposed to acknowledge that you're not supposed to like this character. It's very simple. It's very simple. But no, we're, we're in a day and age where everything has to be so black and white, the people... That, you know, anything that may present the very clearly wrong opinion or wrong, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Movie that's just about somebody that's wrong. You know, apparently you can't do that because they're like, this, these type of people don't deserve a movie. It's like, look, you can make a movie about fucking anything, literally anything, man, anything. You know, you don't have to agree with shit. You know, have you ever seen the movie Funny Games? Just two teenagers just going down the street and just murdering everybody. You know how many people die in that movie? And guess what? They win. The murderers win. And that's what the movie's a criticism of. It's the criticism of hyperviolence in media. And it presents that argument by being a hyperviolent movie. That's how art works. Okay? Good art will criticize the very thing it is, you know? If it's self-reflexive and self-aware, you know, should be. Things should be self-aware. I feel like Joker was pretty self-aware of being like, this guy's fucking insane. And if you don't get this, then you're dumb. But I don't know. I don't know. Which is why you now have people mad at Martin Scorsese because, you know, he was like, yeah, I don't like Marvel movies. And it's like, yeah, of course you don't like Marvel movies. You're a fucking 80-year-old Italian man that's made gangster movies for most of his life, you know? You make fucking four-hour epic gangster fucking stories, you know? Of course he doesn't fucking like fucking Marvel movies. The funniest thing, like, and he's like, not wrong. He's not wrong. He's like, because cinema, that's what he said. That's what he said. He said, Marvel movies aren't cinema, which in, if you're a heart, like I took film studies. Okay. I wasted a lot of money on film studies. I got that degree. It's at my parents' house on the floor somewhere. And you learn that there is a distinct thing between movies and cinema, you know? Everything everything you see is a movie, you know, because it's a moving film. That's where the word movie comes from, moving film. You know, it's a succession of pictures. It's a continuous succession of pictures. 
that seems like it's moving. Because, you know, your eye can only see 24 frames per second. And they figure that out. And then, you know, each second is 24 pictures. That's where the word movie comes from. The word cinema... Well, movie theaters are cinemas. It's also, in the most pretentious way, it's supposed to be films that really, you know, take you out... And, you know, you experience something. You feel stuff. You feel things. I've never felt anything watching a Marvel movie. I'm just like, yeah, kick Thanos' ass. Thanos is a big purple dickhead. Fuck him up. Way to go, guys. Tony Stark died? Who gives a shit? I was over fucking Iron Man. I've seen his fucking... It's been, what, like 10 of the movies? Who gives a shit? Let him go. Let Robert Downey Jr. go back to doing cocaine. Let him do his wild shit, you know? I'm sick of him being a Disney star. Let him be a coke-addicted alcoholic. You know, let him do some art movies. You know? Now, like, I get it. I get it. I get it. You know? Like, I love Paul Thomas Anderson movies. All his movies are about fucked-up people, you know? Fucked up, broken people. And sure, I relate to those movies to some length, you know, to like certain points, you know. But, uh, and they're just better made movies. They are like, I don't know. It's just funny that Marvel people, like same thing, like now, like Martin Scorsese says that. And then a bunch of young kids on Twitter that haven't watched anything other than Despicable Me and the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, those are the only two franchises they know that exist. And they're just like, Martin Scorsese's useless. He's old. He doesn't know what he's saying. It's like, really? 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 He's probably the most significant American filmmaker of the last 40 years. 50 years, whatever, since 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah, basically 50 years. <laughs> There's very few other direct... You can maybe say, in terms of significance and the way their films are now being received and reviewed in hindsight, like, Mertzker says he's probably being reviewed better than any other director. Now people are going back and be like, holy shit, Mertzker says he's been making fucking amazing movies for decades you know taxi driver didn't win anything king of comedy didn't win anything uh fucking mean streets never won anything fucking you go goodfellas casino you know even like more recently you got wolf of wall street uh what's the fucking the fucking priest one that one was fucking great um silence fantastic movie you know, Departed. Departed was the only movie that properly got any of the recognition it deserved. And by that, I just mean it just won a bunch of pointless awards by the Academy. Okay? Look. You can love Marvel movies, but you cannot say Martin Scorsese is a bad filmmaker. That is just outright wrong. That's just outright wrong, much in the same way saying Lucy K was never funny. That's just wrong, okay? And there's the catalog to prove it. 
Now, kids, if you want to be mad at Martin Scorsese, go fuck yourself, okay? Watch a real movie, okay? Watch something that's not a sequel or spinoff of something. Watch a... Watch an original story for once, you know, something that hasn't already been made 17 times. Much like the Joker. Like, everyone's like, is Joaquin Phoenix's Joker as good as Heath Ledger? Because, you know, I can only base my opinion of something off of something else that already exists because, you know, I can't separate it apart from being two very distinctive stories with two very distinctively different characters. You know? I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. But, uh... Yeah. I don't expect there to be a real shooting... There will probably be a shooting soon and somebody on some news place will be like, see, he was inspired by the Joker. And really, it's just like a guy that was like, I don't know, he just paid, played way too many Batman games, read too many Batman comics, and was already obsessed with the Joker before this movie came out. You know how many guys I know that have a fucking uh, Joker poster in their bedroom that says, why so serious? Why so serious? It's like, why are you so fucking serious, dude? That That's not a question for other people that come into your room. That's a question that you should ask yourself every fucking day. Why so serious that, you know, the most, the most relatable thing you can find in your life is a fucking clown from a comic book? But now you're fascinated with how Heath Ledger was... He went crazy. He was tormented by playing the character. He went crazy and took his own life. No, Heath Ledger was just a drug addict. That's it. He was just a drug addict. You know, much like a lot of actors, you know, most good actors are, you know, drug addicts. And that's pretty simple. So, somebody get me some Percocets. My back really hurts. And I need to make my magnum opus of a clown movie. So, give me Percocets. I'll put some clown makeup on. And then I'll start a revolution of some kind, I guess. Okay? We live in a society where late fees don't matter anymore. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, anyways, this has been live from the toilet. Uh... I'm going to attempt to wipe my ass again. All right. Have a good day. Bye.